Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Testing. One, two, three. Hello, 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 Donkey Kong motherfuckers. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good, uh, a good uh, test sentence to do. Mm. Donkey Kong motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> right, you're ready, sir. You ready? Eh. Uh, I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was just a noise. Uh. <laughs> well, it should take it as yes. And welcome to the Cross and Cross Show. I'm Cross with this. And I'm Christopher. We're not doing it. Kruger K. I'm going to do it. Fuck you. Oh, fuck, I forgot. <laughs> I don't have one for C, though. For Freddy. Mm. Craven! Fuck! Mm, mm. <laughs> there you go. Right, stuck. I'm Chris with the C. I'm Chris with the Craven C. There you go. And I'm Chris with the, yes, Kruger K. <laughs> yeah, yes, we're doing uh, we thought we'd do something random, like we did Hellraiser last week, so now we're going to do a part two of a series. So we're doing Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Frederick's Revenge. Yeah. Some would say the red-headed stepchild of the series. Some would. Some would. I love it. Do- dodgy sequel. Dodgy sequel. The, for me, it's the ultimate dodgy sequel, I think. It is. Yeah. It's like, it's hard to really call it a dodgy sequel, because in many ways it's better than the first one. In a way. In a way. You know, it's probably mm. darker than the first one. I would say in parts, it's darker than the first one. Yeah, but yeah, we should explain. We've said it before. I don't think we probably. It's hard to really explain what a dodgy sequel is, but we don't mean it in a bad way. No, it's always just the sequel. It's a bit odd, but kind of good in an odd way. It's hard to explain. Oh, it feels if, yeah. the, if it's a long running series, it's the one that's the odd one out. That's more yeah. unique than the rest. That's what I mean, basically. Yeah, I mean, you could even say that about like you know, First Blood Part Two and stuff like sequels that are like. I don't know. The, the, they've got all the same elements, the same characters and stuff as the first film, but they take the series in like quite a different yeah. direction. Yeah, it goes a different way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, definitely, yeah, dodgy sequels. Mm. Friday the Thirteenth Part Five, dodgy sequel. Mm. Um, I think it's more. Hell is a two's a dodgy sequel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, slash it. <laughs> um, it's a bit, a bit harsh. I shit. I quite like. It. Uh, it, it had its good parts, yeah. I suppose. Uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I can't think of any, any others really. There's many. There's loads, like yeah. But in a uh, way, in a way, Mad Max Two is a dodgy sequel. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. I suppose. Yeah, it, you know, it, it it has the same element as Mad Max One, but when you really th- compare them, like Mad Max Two is like just a new beginning. Yeah. 
completely. It's not really a sequel at all. It's just like it does its own thing. Yeah. Completely, and that's like the truth of this film, like Freddy's Revenge. It's the same, but it, it does its own thing completely. Mm. You, you could jump straight into the series by watching like the second one, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we'll get to that later. We've got some bits and jazz, bits and jazz, bits and jazz to go over. Obviously, talk about the Star Wars trailer that came out yesterday. Ugh. And uh, <laughs> Chris just came in his pants. <laughs> um, tomorrow, though, I mean, we're recording this on the twentieth. Uh, tomorrow, the twenty-first of October. Uh, will be the day that Marty McFly arrived in 2015. Yes, it certainly will be. Uh, we're all very disappointed. <laughs> yeah, there's no hoverboards. You know? <laughs> okay. That's the one thing. Did you know You know the Cafe 80s in Back to the Future 2? Uh, you know there's an exact replica of Cafe 80s in Stoke? Is there? Yeah, it looks amazing. They've got hoverboards and shit. Oh, what? Tell me to go to Stoke just for a fucking Pepsi. They're right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm happy now, though, because now fucking shit asses on Facebook will stop fucking posting Photoshop screen caps every October like oh it was this year it's like no it wasn't fuck off go watch yeah. the film again you knobs that was such a weird trend though. I know it wasn't even like October it was like fucking July and they were like oh Marty <laughs> McFly <laughs> but yeah man I'll tell you about uh, I mean I suppose it's not the first film and it won't be the last film to like you know over predict or under predict whatever mm. you want to call it but uh, yeah it's crazy like 2015 man just like watching watching like Back to the Future 2 as a child and thinking yeah that's like well, well in the future and here we are <laughs> you're like I'll be dead by then uh, yeah, it's all short sighted <laughs> yeah. as a child but um, I guess it's easy to take the shit that we do actually have for granted I suppose oh yeah, yeah. yeah. we might not have hoverboards but in terms of like especially like video games and movies and stuff like that yeah. you know Hey, one thing that kind of got right though not Jaws 19 itself but the fact that it was in like 3D well that's it I think you know obviously Jaws was big back then I think what it's funny that what they're actually poking at is just like I guess over commercialism oh, yeah. and re- relying on popular movie franchises which I think they did actually get that right oh, it's funny though that like you know Jaws was only up to like 4 at that point mm-hmm. and that's it obviously yeah. but you know, they're like, fucking hell, four sequels there. And plus, you know, Friday 13 stuff. But as far as, like, big blockbusters going now, we've got, like, Fast and Furious 12, and it's like, no, no, no one it. blinks an eye at that. Yeah, look at, like, films like Saw and Paranormal Activity and mm. things like that. Yeah, Transformers is slowly turning into one of them franchises. Are they going to do another one of those? I haven't I seen anything. I imagine they will. I so, yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, uh, same before. I uh, came across an amusing uh, Twitter account called Amazon Movie Reviews, but it's at AMZN Movie R-A-V-W-S, and it's basically um, a catalogue of amusing slash stupid reviews. And some of them obviously, like, you know, taken from, like, people leaving sarcastic reviews, there's shitloads of them on uh, Amazon. Yeah. But I picked out the ones that are obviously just rich, just from real people, and they're quite amusing. Um, this is from Die Hard. Mm. One star, inappropriate. I bought this for my three-year-old and was shocked to see how violent filthy it was. Okay, oh that might be a mistake. <laughs> well, it might be, but no, then you, again... You never know. You never know. Yeah, I used to get people at HMV all the time buying, like, Grand Theft Auto and that. And I used to get wound up and be like, do you realise this is an 18 for the fucking six-year-old next to you that you're blatantly buying it for? <laughs> and they used to be like, uh, well, yeah, but it's just a game, isn't it? And I'd be like, well, yeah, it's. I mean, it's got lots of sex and swearing in it and stuff like But mm. if that doesn't bother you, then they'd be like, really, does it? And then they wouldn't buy it. Yeah. And you think, well, why do you think it's an 18? Like, oh. Yeah, I think that's just something. People just like, it's only a game. But it's like, yeah, but when was the last time you played a fucking game? 
<laughs> that it's only Mario Brothers, isn't it, though, at the end of the day? Like, not all games are just like Mario Brothers. Ooh. Um, it's my favourite. This annoys the fuck out. This, I said on Twitter, this aggravates me way more than it should. Mm. For Ghostbusters, right? One star, widescreen, come on. I paid for this and you can't give me the full screen version. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a proper old school complaint. That dad would come in and go, fuck's wrong with the tellies? Black bars in the top and bottom. It's cutting off, oh, cutting off the top of his head and that. That, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's proper old school, that. And then this one for Guardians of the Galaxy, two stars. While the movie may be good, its format stinks. I prefer my movies in full screen, not that stupid widescreen crap. <laughs> uh. Like, I prefer, like, half of my screen missing and pan and scan being utilised. And I don't get complaints, because if you want full screen, every fucking TV and blue just fucking zoom in. Yeah, yeah that's it, no. That's weird, though, isn't it? I wonder, like... I suppose that's one of the, you know, like, when, when like, old people are talking, when I was a, a band, yeah. we had fucking, that's, like, something for our generation, I guess. When we were kids, you could buy the movie in full screen and widescreen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, really? Yeah. That's so weird. Uh-huh. Yeah, such a weird thing, that. And, like, when it started coming in widescreen, I remember, like, it was, like, a proper special edition. Oh, fucking, I got the video, but the widescreen version. Yeah. <laughs> so, so weird. I was fucking obsessed with getting everything on widescreen when I was a kid. So much so that I'm sure you all took the piss out of us a little bit. <laughs> I think we did. Uh, yeah, I think we did. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. can't remember, but it was something like we would like have a joke that like you got your standards taped on widescreen <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> I was just a fucking cinephile. Fuck you. <laughs> um, I think this one might have been written by me when I was pissed, actually. Uh, what is my favourite part? I like the part where the alien fights the predator. Five stars. <laughs> Classic, classic. Is that Alien vs Predator? I think. Yeah. The classic pub brawl scene. Where <laughs> <laughs> just two guys in a suit duke it out. Uh, see if you can guess what the. What, you'll never guess what the film is they're actually reviewing, but see if you can guess it from the um, the rating and the review. Two stars, over the top, funny in parts, but like Sister Act better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. Is it, is it a Whoopi Goldberg film? Yeah, is there anything? It's got fuck all to do with Sister Act. I don't know why they compared <laughs> it to that, but you'll never guess it. Blues Brothers. That's it. Yeah, I mean, the both comedies. Yeah, with well, the exception of a musical number in a church, that's it. <laughs> the Wear Black. A yeah, lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of visual comparison going on there. <laughs> uh, you've seen The Imitation Game, haven't you? The Benedict Cumbersnatch movie. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah I've had thing there, yeah. See if you agree with these reviews. One star, great till they got to the homo part. <laughs> <laughs> One star, I was not aware this movie was about a homosexual. <laughs> like, that just put you off. <laughs> One star, do not watch this disgusting homosexual propaganda movie. It literally mocks God and promotes perversion. All in cash. <laughs> That's got to be, like, the Midwest America somewhere. That <laughs> Finally, one star, didn't realise he was gay when I bought the movie. Like, what the fuck? And apart from anything, there's literally no, like, homosexual content in it. Apart from the fact that he gay. verbally says he's gay yeah. and he's getting persecuted for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like Brokeback Mountain or something. This is quite a good one for, like, intolerance of a different kind. King's Speech. Two stars. I felt a disconnect with Colin Firth's character, so I couldn't fully get into the film. I'm sorry, I just don't have the patience or time to deal with people who stutter. It's annoying, and I feel they should not try to speak. They should just write things down on paper. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, hmm, they kind of missed the point of the movie. Just a bit. 
Uh, Fury Road, not as good as the original. The flame splitting guitar ruined it. I kind of agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, yeah, a bit over the top. <laughs> bit, bit, like the one thing in the Mad Max world is like things kind of served a purpose a lot of the time. And, mm. you know, what's what's the point in a guitarist spitting flames? Just because it looks cool. That's a, that's the only reason it's in there. Let's be honest. Kind of a in a, a world like that's really hard up and like the, the fighting over gasoline. You'd think there'd be better things to like use than. <laughs> Flame. I'm assuming it's powered by gasoline. Well, yeah, that's pretty, yeah. <laughs> Silly bastards. Um, I'm sure this one was written by you, actually. Kill Bill, one star. I'm not a fan of women beating people up. This film was no exception. <laughs> <laughs> Does sound like me. <laughs> oh, you just pissed like fucking women think they do everything. <laughs> uh, just to clarify, it's only films where I don't buy the woman could actually do it. Yeah. Films like fucking. Pirates of the Caribbean and stuff. Mm. It's just all prissy and stuff. You, you don't like gearing out for them. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm if there's any other woman in that, you wouldn't give a shit. Yeah, I'm a bit blinded by my nightly rage. Um, <laughs> nightly but... rage? <laughs> that sounds like a fucking 90s WCW wrestler. <laughs> Just in a, or like an, an awesome, like, I don't know, TV series, yeah. 80s TV series. Nightly rage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's them. Go check out the account. It's fucking hilarious. It's pretty bad, actually. The segue into a new story. Have you seen all the shit on uh, in the news about Amazon suing people? No. For fake reviews? Well, for, like, you know, paying people to give them positive reviews and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I think you might have seen that, yeah. Yeah, it's just quite interesting, because, like, for a long time I've suspected, like, you know, Amazon's a bit out of hand for, like, reviews and yeah. stuff. There's a lot of joke reviews and stuff, but, yeah, apparently they're, they're, like, trying to, like, raise, like, lawsuits against, like, quite a lot of people, like, a large number of people. Correct. Reviews, man. Never trust them. You know, man, as as we've discovered, it's hard to get people to review your shit. <laughs> it is, yeah. I can't really blame fucking... Uh, oh, it's mainly authors, isn't it? Like, for books and mm. stuff. That's what, I, that's what I remember saying in the news story, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's funny, though, because, like, for all the stuff I buy on Amazon, I'm never that tempted to review stuff. No, I never do either. I, I, only, I just, like, you know, because you're supposed to leave feedback for sellers like you do eBay, but I never do, and I feel bad yeah. sometimes when I remember. Yeah. Yeah, just leave feedback on eBay. I can never be asked for Amazon. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Just because I guess it's so easy to buy stuff, it's like, it's a, a disproportionate step to then review it. Yeah. I guess, compared to how easy it is to buy it, so mm. you're like, oh, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, shall we move on to uh, Star Wars trailer? Yes. Uh, so, uh, still, very little plot revealed in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of conjecture going about. Like, is is the girl, she's either a Solo or she's a Skywalker? I don't think she's a Solo. Mm. I think, um, like, a lot of folks have been, like, you know, theorising that it's actually Kylo Ren that's the son of Han and Leia. I've seen that, yeah. People are like, he, he got trained by Luke and went batshit or something. I haven't like. heard that, but that's perfect. Yeah, yeah that could work, yeah. Yeah. And Luke, Luke fucked off Luke of a hermit, all embarrassed by it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. God knows, you know, at this stage. Uh, but it could be interesting, like, if it goes down that route. I think there's a, there's a bit in the trailer, I think you see Kylo's, like, got his, his helmet off. Yeah, to the last, well. one of the last shots, yeah, with yeah. the fight, yeah. So it looks like he does show his face in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I it could be the way the trailer's edited, because they do edit it, but it doesn't seem like the girl is a solo to me. 
Because it seems like she's uh, asking Han about what happened, and if she was his ki- his kid, she would know. You know what I mean? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, it's just I mean, it's people are always obsessed with the whole Solo twins thing because of the expanded universe. Yeah, but I mean, with the original writer did say he was concentrating on the the Solo kids, and they have used some of his scripts still in the finished script. So I think mm-hmm. everyone was just guessing from that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Either way, anyway, the trailer is really good. It looks looks cool, and the, some of the dog fighting stuff looks. Oh, awesome. that looks great. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the uh, the shot of the outside shot of hyperspace and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, but definitely. It's just crazy how, like, the R keeping it under wraps, like, the story. And But this, mm. from the poster, there's that whole thing, that, the story that revolves around something about called the Starkiller base. Yeah. And that yeah. thing on the poster, and I was like, that, you know, like Can't a lot of people are just like, like stars, yeah, and I'm like, are they doing that again? <laughs> Yeah, that would be a shame, I suppose. Hopefully not. It's not hopefully... Because, I mean, there's a lot of mirroring of the original trilogy. You know, you got, like, a person from a sand planet getting... You know, like, Rey will be, like, the Luke. Thrust into the world. Yeah, yeah. And then you're going to have Luke as, like, sort of the Obi-Wan, I guess. Like, the old hermit Jedi. They're doing a lot of stuff, like, callbacks. So, I think I've got faith that they're going to do it in an original way. Mm. Hopefully. (laughs) There's loads of stuff about... uh, Princess Leia seeming upset in the trailer as well, isn't there? Yeah. So everyone's like, oh, who's going to die in the... F-? I mean, whether some anybody dies in the movie or... Uh, it'll be interesting to see, like, whether Luke, like, just really talking about mirroring, like, maybe Luke will become a force ghost or something. Know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's that shot of... Uh, I'm not too enthusiastic about that shot of uh, Daisy Ridley crying over what looks like a body in the foreground. Mm, yeah. Some people are saying yeah. it might be chewy. Yeah, because that would be weird. Uh, Can that be like mirroring the expanded universe and mm. stuff? It just seems like they're going to have to, they're going to, not have to, but they're going to put something in there that will shock the shit out of people, I think. Yeah, I think they probably need to, mm. I think, to start off with a series like, look, this is this is serious shit again. This isn't like fucking me, Zaza, big stuff. So they probably do need something that's going to slap you in the face a bit. And mm-hmm. So you walk out of it and go, fuck, that was awesome. You know, everyone's saying that fucking Han might die because they're saying that like, I can't, I'd, I'd refuse to believe fucking Harrison Ford signed up for three movies. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Quite possibly, yeah. Especially after his injury and stuff, yeah. getting crushed by the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> I imagine he got his ankle crushed and was like, you got, you got your contract card yet? Yeah, and just tore it up in front of fucking J.J. Abrams' face. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they're definitely keeping Luke's appearance as a surprise in the movie. Yeah, it's mad. Absolutely mad. There, there, there has, I mean, apart from that one like sort of shot that we've seen, mm. but it's sort of like a, a promo sort of photo. Um, which again may or may not be real anyway to be honest <laughs> what the one of him in the white robes yeah yeah, and that wasn't even officially it, released was it it was just no some slide well that's what I mean I mean whether it it might have just been like a costume test that they didn't decide to go with fuck knows mm. you know, yeah you never know yeah yeah. yeah you know what I mean it might be in this movie as a force ghost for all we know I know it might be established he died at some point before the movie began or something you don't know you, know, you never know because they've been very very secretive to it but if not then the, the moment he appears in the film is going to be a huge moment because everyone's going to yeah. be waiting for that yeah, it's just crazy though that like of all the things like toys and stuff mm. uh, all that you know things now are like quite like you know lunch boxes and everything's being analysed to like see like what what's on them but there's just no like Luke merchandise out, out there at all no 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 so, yeah. 
I think they've re- re-released some like Empire figures and stuff like that. Yeah, but no Force Awakens figure. Yeah, yeah. There's like uh, like a few Luke figures that he's like in his Jedi outfit and it's got Force Awakens on it and stuff. Mm. But yeah, because at first I was like, does that mean there's going to be like maybe flashbacks or something? Or I don't know. Who knows, I think it? that was just random. Well, there is rumours that there's going to be a flashback in the film because Carrie Fisher's daughter's in it is apparently playing young Princess Leia. Yeah, right. So the will be that, I said that'll be strange because yeah, not use things like flashbacks and Star Wars, like a force force dream or something. Yeah, you know. Yes, and the more like I see that the more I'm like really getting at the Captain uh, Phasma character. Yeah, they've been well. they haven't really shown much of her either, have they? No, no, I think it's going to be really badass. Yeah. Like that. it may be like another Boba Fett maybe. Yeah, what do you think of Kylo's voice? Yeah, it's kind of like the voiceover, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, the, the, he like narrates the trailer pretty much, doesn't he? Mm. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, pretty crazy. They're kind of going down the Vader route, I guess, aren't they? I do like that line though. When he's like looking at Vader's mask, saying, "I'll finish what you started." That's quite yeah, and quite like oh shit. <laughs> yeah, well, they've already said Kylo Ren's not like strictly like a Jedi or a Sith or anything. No, no. But like when he's facing off against. Yeah, what's it called, man? He's got the blue look. Thin. Yeah. Uh, they're, like, facing off in the snow and that, and you think, like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he's just going to totally chin him at I'll that point. I love the look on Finn's face. He's like, fuck! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it, yeah. Because although he's not a Sith, I'm assuming he's, like, he's handy with that lightsaber, like. Oh, yeah, apparently his character's supposed to be, like, he hasn't, he's not trained, but he's, like, trained himself through what he could find out type of thing and, like, collects yeah. relics. Because I think... There was something that either people are guessing or just put two and two together that he's like, that's mine, because that he collects Vader. He collects Vader memorabilia. <laughs> so he's like, um, can I have your lightsaber? No. Fucking gives it. And then, you know, they have a fight. I imagine. That's what I imagine happens in that scene anyway. Mm, yeah, yeah, quite possibly. Yeah, because I guess, yeah, it is Vader's actual original lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, sort after, a bit of collectible. Yeah, totally. You can put that on eBay. <laughs> uh, but people are guessing that that'll be where Luke turns up to save Finn's ass. But who knows, man? You never know. Uh, that's exciting, man. It is. Yeah, not long now. It's so great to have a fucking trailer like this where you're like, shit, what's that? What's going to happen? Instead of just like, here's yeah. the ending. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spoon feed you the plot. Yeah. <laughs> and that, like, Terminator and stuff. And that. Oh, that was the worst trailer ever. That was the <laughs> epitome of modern shitty trailers. Yeah, it really was. Just given, like, basically the movie's biggest plot twists yeah. away and stuff. And you're like, what? It yeah. reeked of desperation of like, oh, we're going to have to give them something so people go and see it. It's like, yeah, we have ruined the film in the process. Well, didn't the director, like, essentially come out and say he totally regretted that and stuff? Probably wasn't his fucking decision, man. It'd be the shit no. you're making that fucking decision. You'd probably just say, yeah. his way of saying, them cunts did it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's always amusing, though, isn't it? When, like, you know, with stuff like this, it's always amusing to see the fucking, like, two cool people being like, ugh, Star Wars, ugh. It's like, you know, if you don't like Star Wars, fair enough. Why complain about it? I wonder if they'll be... Remember with episode one where, like, all the Star Trek fans were turning up at the Star Wars, like, premiere and stuff? Mm. Getting all, like, angry in that, that people were, like, like the Star Wars love and stuff. <laughs> like, oh, that's like, they are misrepresenting Star Trek fans. Mm. I just want everyone to know that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Star Wars fans didn't turn up at the fucking Wrath of fucking... Not Wrath of Khan, fucking... What is it? In the Darkness uh, premiere and all that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just like, like fuck it, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you love the show fetish. Mm. Yeah. I just don't understand people complaining that like Star Wars is like getting hyped. It's, like, it's the biggest franchise of all time. Mm. It's pointless to complain about it. Uh, it'll be mad to see like what it does at the box office and stuff compared to you know like other massive films. It, ha- it, it has to be the biggest grossing film of all time. 
Yeah, I would have thought so. Has to be. Just all people from all different generations are going to go see it just out of curiosity. Yeah, totally. It's one of those things that, you know, not everyone's a hardcore Star Wars fan, but most people have seen Star Wars at some point in their life and will go, oh, fucking hell, a new one. Even if, they, yeah. even if they get surprised walking past the cinema in late December and go, what the hell's a new Star Wars out? You know what I mean? They're going to go and say it. Just, it's going to be mad as well, though. I was saying, like, given how late on, late December the 18th it's getting released, uh, to take full advantage of the Christmas hype and kids wanting the toys and stuff, mm. I can only assume there is going to be a colossal, like, PR surge like, towards the back end, probably the back end of this month into November. Probably. I mean, there's already, like, you know, a bit of, you know, like, McDonald's, the Star Wars, and Star Wars at Asda, and I'm seeing it, like, as I'm walking about in the shops and that, but I think, give it a month, it'll be fucking everywhere, <laughs> basically. But uh, I think this is the only trailer we're getting, though. Yeah. The last yeah. trailer, which is good. There'll be there'll be TV spots, obviously, but they'll just be comprised of footage from the trailers, so I, don't, I honestly don't think we're going to get anything ruined for. No, I don't think it will, I don't know. And obviously, if anything gets leaked, I'll just be like, la la la. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seeing the fucking internet crash, though, with everyone trying to pre order their tickets yesterday as well. <laughs> yeah, all the like, event booking sites and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, classic. <laughs> it's one of those things, though, where you do wonder should, should I book tickets in advance or just fucking chance turning up and not getting a fucking seat? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll aim to book. A ticket, boy. End of the day, bollocks. So if I don't get the premiere, I'll just go like the morning after or something. Yeah. Go during the daytime viewing or something. Mm. It is one of those films I would like to see with a full audience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Now, I'm not even sure our cinema world allows it to book in advance like that, mm. like that far in advance. Um, I'm sure. Yeah, they should do. I think most cinemas do. But it's weird that like I don't know. We're even like talking about it. Is just shows how fucking crazy that movie is. Yeah. <laughs> like, people are like booking to see it like months in advance. Like, mm-hmm. what film is it? Like, pro- prompts people to do that. I know. It's weird. Yeah, there's only a certain amount of films that can cause this much fucking panic. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You see people getting this excited for fucking Transformers, do you? Yeah, certainly don't. <laughs> Not in a million years. Even films like Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter and stuff can't touch that amount of hype. And Avengers, really. Avengers is probably like the Marvel Universe, probably the closest example these days to that mm. big of a franchise. So yeah, that's the Star Wars trailer. Mm. Uh, yeah, I suppose we'll do some reviews. Yeah. But first, I'm going to get a fucking drink because I keep going uh, uh, when I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> right, donkey noises. Yeah. <laughs> So Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge, uh, was released November 1st, 1985, with a budget of $3 million, it grossed $29 million, outperforming the original. Mmm. Uh, with Wes Craven's original film uh, being the first big success for the then still young New, New Line Cinema, sequel was fast-tracked into development. Craven declined to be involved, citing that he wasn't a fan of the script and he'd never planned for that to be a sequel in the first place. Uh, initially, Freddy was played by an extra due to New Line refusing to budge on England's request for a pay rise this time around. 
Uh, after film with the extra, who apparently was terrible and apparently played Freddy like Frankenstein's monster, a deal was reached and England returned to the role. <laughs> Imagine that look. Seems ridiculous now, doesn't it, for them again. We don't need Robert Englund. <laughs> the film has become infamous over the years for its homoerotic subtext, which was assumed for years to be completely accidental. But as writer David Chaskin explained in the fantastic Never Sleep Again documentary, it was all intentional on his part. Mm. Which is pretty funny. Uh, the film was directed by Jack Shoulder, stars Mark Patton, Robert Englund, Robert Russ, Clue Gallagher, Meryl Streep. I mean, Kim Myers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, what's it about, though? What's the story? So, well, wow. as we sort of touched on, it takes a story in a slightly different angle this time. Rather than just Freddy just stalking and killing a bunch of teens, uh, in order to return to our realm, I suppose you could say, he has to live vicariously through uh, a teenager and have him kill people for him. Mm. It's never really out- outwardly said, but assumedly he needs... Uh, Jesse, the main character, to kill people to give Freddy like energy or something to like. Yeah, it's, it's never really explained, is it? No, not really. But I like it for that. Actually, I like it that it's not like like there's one scene. Mister, I do not understand. Why does yeah. Freddy need to come back and stuff? Yeah. Uh, it's just sort of touchstone. Fucking awful scene in Freddy vs Jason when like the guy's having a nightmare about the time his brother killed himself, mm. and he starts speaking through the dead brother. And he yeah. just blares out the fucking bullet points in case people are too thick. He's like, yes, because they forgot about me. So I had to get Jason to make them remember who Freddy Krueger is. And I'm like, oh, man, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, well, that's it, man. You just like, when you fast forward like a decade, that's like where we are in cinema nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> everyone is thick as fuck and needs everything <laughs> explained to them. Just movie XX, movie XX. Think people are thick as fuck, basically. Yeah. But yeah, that, I mean, that's the, the the long and short of it. Really, it's quite an unusual story in the fact that it focuses on one person's story mm-hmm. more than just like an overall or like just the villain. It's it's all about this one main character and and going through full, it. full of gayness as well. It certainly is, like, yeah, it's all, uh, like, him and the, his mate and stuff and that, mm-hmm. and obviously the bit on the bed and stuff when he's dancing. Well, oh, we'll that's, get that. That, that's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'll play a small clip and then we'll talk about Frederick's Revenge. Yes. I killed Snyder. You what? I mean, it wasn't me, see? There's something inside of me. And last night it made me go to my sister's room. And tonight with Lisa on the cabana, it started to happen again. I think you are seriously losing it, bro. I'm scared, Grady. Something is trying to get inside my body. Yeah, and she's female and she's waiting for you in the cabana. And you want to sleep with me. Look, I don't care if you believe me or not. Hey, I believe you. You've had some scary dreams, okay? No. I don't. No. I'm all messed up. What difference does it make? I'm in trouble. And I need you to help me. So we'll start with Freddy himself, I suppose, because he's he's not really in it more than... I was looking at the trivia before. He's only in 13 minutes of the film. Mm. But he kind of gets more... Not more to do, but he's got more lines than the original. He talks more. This was the yeah. start of Freddy, like, fucking spouting off. Not catchphrases, because he's still fucking dark in this film. It's the last time he was actually scary. Yeah. And uh, the makeup's slightly different. I do like the makeup. It's probably my favourite Freddy makeup, actually, because he looks yeah. fucking, like, really fucking gaunt and scary and shit. Yeah, he's, like, he's... His brows are evil or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's something going on with that that gives him like a more skull-like look in his face. Yeah, I think the yeah. makeup guy said he wanted to make it more 
give his face. I think he made the makeup thinner so you could see more of his bone structure. Yeah. Make him look like he just bent away. Like, I'm going to give him a, a more of a hook nose as well. He said he wanted to make him look like a male witch, which mm. is uh, quite interesting, cause it, but it works, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's got a great look. And of course, you know, the fucking the scene that I always remember, the you've got the body, I've got the brain scene, where he just rips his flesh off his... Mm. Well, he rips his scalp off to, to show his fucking pulsating brain. Yeah, like, to oh. this day, it's still impressive as well, that. And it's still fucking scary as fuck as well. <laughs> some fucking uh, little shit in first school telling us about that. That was you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, oh, fucking hell, man, it's a fucking bit, man, where he, like, pulls his fucking heat off and then he sees brains and that. I was like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> like, doubting whether I'm, like, actually exaggerating, but for once, I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. And for and you were telling us the truth, unlike Steve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he would literally, because he knew I wanted to see them, uh. would just make shit up. He'd never even seen them before. <laughs> and he would just make shit up. I'd be like, so what happened in the first one? He would literally tell us the entire film from start to finish. Absolute bollocks. Mm. And then, like, I, I would fill in sometimes and try and second... No, I didn't know he was lying. So he'd be like, oh, and then this happens. And I was like, oh, and does he, like, do this? And Steve was like, I... <laughs> <laughs> so I, I told him that, like, reminded him about that a couple of weeks ago. And he was like, ah, it's true. I'm like, why the fuck is it that? Because I was like, Steve, you never lied, ever, except about Nightmare Now. Oh, that's right. Uh, we've got England as a brief cameo at the start as the bus driver in the opening nightmare. Yeah, it's quite nice, isn't it, seeing him without his makeup and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a random question, though. Mm. In your opinion, seeing as though Freddy does show up in a bit as the driver, yeah. is that Freddy without his scars or just Robert England doing a cameo? I would like to think it is. It's Freddy, yeah. Yeah. Because it could yeah. go either way, really, couldn't it? They could have just been like, yeah. Robert, do you want to get in the shot, get your face on the screen and stuff? Or it yeah. could just be Freddy in... Because he never ever does that in any other movie, like present himself as normal Freddy Krueger yeah like whether it was intentional or not but I I would like to think that that is supposed to be the idea yeah that like he's like he's like in human form or something yeah. it's not that way really it's just like at yeah. the time no one really knew what Robert Englund looked like without the makeup so no, no not until V <laughs> <laughs> well yeah I suppose yeah <laughs> the biggest Freddy set piece of course is the, the pool party at the end well near the end yeah that's it's still probably one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. Even <laughs> though you know technically any. makes no yeah. sense, really. It it doesn't because like like is it a dream or not? Like no, it's at, not, that's a thing. Yeah, that's what I mean. At one point it's like, oh right, he's, he's just dreaming. No, is it? No, it's not a dream. Is it a dream? <laughs> You're like, oh, I've lost track now. I was rewatching uh, Never Sleep Again last night, and that's the bit where like Craven was just like, that was just stupid because. There's like loads of fucking big teenagers there that could all just be the shit off. <laughs> like, like, yeah. You know what I mean? It like makes him less scary because he's not in a dream. Mm. But I still like the scene though because it's it's fucked up. And like if if someone that looked like that did just appear at a party full of drunk teenagers, they would all just cower in the corner and shit their pants. Yeah. And plus, I think don't they like sort of 
the the like show that he's like invulnerable. She tries stabbing him, doesn't she? Yeah. yeah. And he's like, I don't know, he's like super powered Freddy. He's not normal Freddy. Yeah. And it's one yeah. of those things where like, the, 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 you know, people say like, oh, it broke the rules of the film, of the first one, which it did. Yeah. yeah. But like, he's in reality now, technically, but he can still disappear. He can still burst into flames and walk through a hedge. So... <laughs> Yeah. None of it makes sense. No, it doesn't. But it, it makes for some fucking awesome dialogue and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, the, the you're all my children now moment is one of yeah. my favourite bits. They're just like, oh, Freddie, you're fucking mental. <laughs> I think as well, though, probably my favourite is just the kid who's all like, I'm just trying to help. Yeah, he's yeah. all like, help yourself, fucker. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot how much I loved that line. <laughs> you can blatantly tell, though, that I did that later. <laughs> yeah, like, totally. Freddie needs to be more brutal here. Call him a fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I like the guy who, like, it's like one of the most vicious deaths in the entire series where there's like some fat guy running past and Freddy just appears and just jams his glove into his stomach. Yeah, and, then and he just starts. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's one of those things we used to call a land down death. Totally over the top, blood spray yeah. everywhere. Yeah. yeah, it's really grim though because it, it holds on him for a bit and he's just like screaming at his own innards in his hand and stuff. <laughs> oh, it's a grim scene. You set this whole thing up, didn't you? What are you talking about? You know damn well what I'm talking about. Who'd you use? Firecrackers? You know what he did? He used a goddamn cherry bomb. Oh, stop. That's what he did? Look, you can't talk to me like that. Jesse, come back here. Jesse! Can come back here, Jesse! Stop it, you're being ridiculous. That's Jesse! Stop it! So you got Jesse, uh, who's Mark Patton. He was a gay actor, by the way. He's a gay man. That's an unusual coincidence. <laughs> mm, but apparently he also picked up on a lot of the gayness in the script as well. He could see what the fuck was going on. No one else, no one else did. The director had no idea. The producers had no idea. <laughs> Classic. And apparently they're going to it on Never So Big. I forgot about this. The set designer was gay as well. And he obviously picked up on it because there's certain things in the film. There's like a no out-of-town chicks on his door, like a sign. <laughs> they point out that there's a board game in his cupboard called Probe. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much uh, he's mega screechy girly screams that he does. I must say, they're quite impressive for a bloke. Yeah, like the the first one, I always love the like the the over the top casualness of the family. Yeah, <laughs> when, yeah. When he like lets out his first scream when right at the very start of the movie, yeah, they're yeah. all like, mm, "Must be having a bad dream or something." Yeah. <laughs> so dead casual about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, wouldn't you just be fucking straight up the stairs? Be, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I like how he refers to himself as the first male scream queen. That's quite funny. Yeah. Because he's fucking... The scream he does when he, like, no, when, in the shower when he notices the glove on his hand and he's covered in blood and shit. Yeah. That's a mad blood-curdling scream, that. Yeah. That's better than most women in horror films. Yeah. I think he does a great job, though. Yeah, he's, he's really cool. Right right from the very start, he stands out. Mm. Like, in the, when he's on the bus uh, and there's all the kids, you can, immediate, you can like, immediately pinpoint that he's going to be somebody in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Just because of the way he stands out, like, his look and stuff. But, he, yeah, he does have a really great, like, I don't know, like, psychopath face, I guess. He does, yeah. 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 I'm, su- I'm surprised he never, like, took the lead as, like, some sort of killer or something in the movie. Mm-hmm. He is really good, yeah. So he didn't really do, do much of these mainstream stuff after this, I don't think. No, no, not really. I think he may be more of a theatre actor, actually. Yeah. Uh, of course, I said, the unpacking scene. People can say what they want about the fucking relationship with his best mate, or the, even the leather bar, but this is the gayest scene in the film. I just love that, like, it's trying to be like, 
I don't know, like cool, I guess, in, a, yeah. in an eighty sort of way. Yeah. But he chucks on like total like fucking soul music and stuff. You know? <laughs> I don't know, it's just like straight away, like really. I'm sure even in the eighties, people were like that's an unusual music choice <laughs> for a young teenager. Oh, he's fucking like twerking and his drawers closed and stuff. It's just a, yeah, it's, it's very gay. It is totally yeah. Not in a bad way. I'm just saying. No, it's no, very, it's very gay. Just in a, a very eighties way. <laughs> but that's how I tidy my room, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but as for the love interest in the film, Lisa, uh, played by Kim Myers, and when I first saw this again, I was convinced. I was like, she's got to be that Meryl Streep's daughter. Yeah, she, she has one. She just has one of them faces that you think you know who she is, mm. but you don't really actually. See, the Meryl Streep thought her a clone. Because she even, like, she has a lot of, like, Annette O'Toole as well. Pretty much. You fucking jam Meryl Streep and Annette O'Toole together, you'd get Kim Myers pretty <laughs> Yeah, pretty weird. Mm. Yeah. She's hot, though. Yeah, she's hot. Mm. She probably, she, whether it's awkward lines or, or dodgy acting, she's probably got the weakest performance at times in the movie, I think. She doesn't really yeah. get that much to do. What she no. kind of does, I mean, they're going around the documentary, and it is true, the roles are reversed, really. She's mm. the boyfriend, he's the girlfriend, because it's always a female lead and stuff, so they kind of switch roles, like, generally, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. My favourite character in the film is the coach, played by Marshall Bell, one of my favourite <laughs> strict shithead actors. Every time he's in a movie, you're like, yeah. he's going to be a twat, except he's <laughs> yeah. total recall, that's about all I can think of. It's so random, that it's Some people just are typecast as those people. Yeah, but he's so good at it, though. Yeah, if I ever met him in real life, I'd expect him to just be a massive dick to us. <laughs> um, I love, though, that, like, because it doesn't want to do anything normal, this movie, like, he's, like, into, like, fucking S&M and yeah, stuff. hangs out in leather bars and shit. <laughs> it's so random, man. Yeah. Surely that would get frowned upon in today's education system. What's <laughs> that like later when, like, he finds Jesse in the leather bar and shit? Yeah. And he just, like, takes him back to the school and he's still in his fucking leather gears and that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, wouldn't, wouldn't you be worried that, like, I don't know, it would look dodgy taking the young boy back to the school at night in your what leathers? If, what if the janitor saw you and stuff? You'd be like, what the fuck's <laughs> going on here? Um, but his death scene, of course, is another yeah. big gay moment. Where, yeah, arse whipping and stuff. Yeah, ties and like even like it's fucking hilarious on the documentary because they're like, you know, I should have known, but I had no idea how gay this was. That's <laughs> <laughs> quite gay. <laughs> I love, love love the moment though where Jesse transforms through the steam and then Freddy walks out. Yeah, really, really, really cool. Awesome shot, yeah. But weirdly, that's the clip they use on um, the documentary when they're talking about the stunt guy they hired to play Freddy first and said he walked like Frankenstein. And he does walk weird in that shot, so I'm guessing mm. that's the, the guy that was playing Freddy to begin with. Yeah, quite possibly, yeah. Yeah, because it wasn't that much of a... They wouldn't have went back and reshot his stuff, so I'm guessing he was only working for a couple of days before they hired Robert Englund back, so that could probably him. Just like the one shot. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's, it is a memorable death scene, though, isn't it, really? You're never going to forget that scene. He certainly aren't. Uh, and because he just, apart from getting, like, humiliated, he just gets, like, brutally slashed to death, basically, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird, though, there's, there's behind-the-scenes pictures of Freddy actually slashing him, but you never actually see Freddy in that scene do anything. He just walks mm. out the steam, that's it. Unless, yeah. once again, that was the stunt actor. As for uh, Clue Gulliger is Jesse's dad. Good old Clue Gulliger. He's fucking. He's the, one of the best dad characters ever. Just yeah, pure like my, dad. Literally, my favorite scene is just when he's about to go out, uh, Jesse, and he's all like, <laughs> "He's like, you, no, no, you said you were going to tidy room." He's like, "I'm only going to go out for a few hours." And he's like, so "No, you get, 
<laughs> Total dad thing. Get back up there. And you're like, oh! Sitting there watching Tell eating his crisps in there. <laughs> it's just a classic, like, movie dad. And, like, ev- there's parts where, like, I'm sure everyone can relate it to their own dad. Like, he's totally fucking unreasonable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's a bit of a dick at times and he knows everything. Like, I love mm-hmm. the bit where he just needlessly accuses Jesse of blowing up the fucking bird with a firework. <laughs> Yeah. Like, why, why, why the fuck would he do that? Like, how could he even orchestrate that? Yeah. Let the bird go crazy and then explode. Yeah, the one bit where he's like, I tell you what that boy needs, he needs a goddamn methadone clinic. Getting <laughs> <laughs> total dad thing. Yeah. Just jumping to like, a conclusion and sticking by it. And of course, then the only things he needs is a good kick in the ass. Yeah. Because <laughs> that, fixes, that fixes everything. It certainly does. March 15th. He comes to me at night. Horrible, ugly, Mm. dirty, under the sheets with me, tearing at my nightgown (laughs) with his steel claws. His name is Fred, and he keeps trying to take me to the boiler room. He wants to kill me. What is it? Tanner is dead. Jess, are you okay? It's just something that Grady said to me. About the girl that used to live here. How she went crazy when she saw her boyfriend get murdered across the street. The transformation scene still stands out to me as well. Because it's fucking mm. horrific. When I saw that one as a kid, I was like, Christ's sake, that's fucking horrible. And plus, like, just uh, the bit straight after it, like, when he stabs him and stuff, the whole the whole bit used to make me really uneasy, like, as mm. a kid, to be fair. Out, out of everything. Just the claws coming through the door and, like, slashing down his guts. And, yeah, it's pretty... Yeah, cl- and classic, like, I suppose, because, you, I don't know, you don't see it, so... Because it's not overly gory, really. You know, you see the clothes coming, the, the the clothes coming through the door, yeah, and blood, and then you see you see like the motion of him putting his hand down, yeah. But it's not like you see it like tearing through his flesh. Or I think you were supposed to say it. I just don't think they, had, they didn't have time to shoot it. Didn't or do didn't, it. Didn't have money, yeah. Because I think Robert Russell says in the documentary, he was like, I was really excited because I thought I was going to get this great prosthetic chest piece to wear, and they just mm-hmm. put like fucking four scratches down, and I was really disappointed. <laughs> See, I don't mm-hmm. think they had the time or the money to shoot like the full thing they had in mind, unfortunately. It's funny, though, because it's totally better for it. it. Yeah, it does work better, yeah, with just the parents' reaction from the other yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. One of which, of course, is uh, Ferris Bueller's dad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I never quite understand. Like, it's what we were saying before, how, like, the rules they've set or ideas they've put forward don't really make sense because Freddy is just torn out of Jesse. Mm-hmm. Like, literally split him in half. So, what is that? I don't get it. Like, how is Jesse still alive? You know what well, I mean? I suppose at, at that stage, you're in uh, the friend's dream. Are you really? Yeah, I think, because remember, he, he falls asleep, and then, like, instantly you see Jesse, like, waking up. Yeah, but none of the deaths are dream sequences, though. No, I know. It's, it's just not very well presented, but that's what I get from it anyway, that, like, at that point, you're in, you're in kind of his dream... But, like, with the sort of Freddy rules of, like, whatever happens in Dream is, is kind of happening in reality. Yeah. So it's just not shot very well. But, like, the bit when he bursts out of him, that is, like, the dream. 
and the bit when he's getting stabbed through the close to the door and that that's in like reality and stuff ah uh, yeah 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 that's kind of what I take just because the it, whole but... film seems to put across that all the deaths are happening in the real world this time yeah well that's a, I just that's probably like a limitation of the director or something like that not putting it across quite that well <laughs> mm. or maybe it's purposefully because it makes it a bit yeah. disorientating I suppose yeah yeah but then again I mean it, it doesn't explain the pool party scene where no Fucking all, all better off, basically. Yeah, unless everyone managed to pass out at exactly the same time. <laughs> they're all just dreaming that Freddy's there. Yeah. Maybe it's just the dad fuck just roofied them all because they're making too much noise. And <laughs> yeah, that's what you didn't see. There's, there's like an uncut scene where he's putting like tablets and all the burgers he was cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody and kids aren't going to make any noise today. And they're all just like passed out in the sun lounges in reality. <laughs> Uh, as well the little bits uh, throughout the film you got the the dogs guarding the factory at the end and creepy yeah but when I was a kid I used to think that was fucked up and now it just looks a bit shit it, it, it's because they're like real dogs I guess yeah we're just with just masks on yeah yeah and because like dogs are like the fucks are just like hanging their heads rather yeah. than like actually doing it because when I hadn't seen it for a good few years and rewatched it again I was th- when I got to that bit I was like I remember something really fucked up with dogs here and that happened I was like Surely that's not what I remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, your innocent brain. Yeah. Sure, <laughs> the yeah. child, yeah. And then you got a random mutant rat and cat scene. Fucking... Yeah, crazy. that's a bit weird. Like, they're just like... It, like, like we were just saying, like, they didn't have budget or something for, like, other scenes, but, like, they felt spending the money on, like, that was... <laughs> could use the time. Yeah. So the, the guy says... Uh, the guy who made those was working on aliens at the time. Uh, and he said, yeah, I'll, I'll freely admit I was working on aliens and I didn't exactly put the time and effort into the rat and the cat. <laughs> he was too busy on aliens, bless him. Yeah. The final scene on the bus kind of makes no sense. Why is Freddy ripping out of Lisa's mate? Yeah. It's, 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 it's like, just a good boo moment, but it makes no sense. Like, I guess they're just trying to mirror the first one and stuff, but I yeah. just thought oh, it, it was a lazy end, to be honest. I mean, I kind of like it because it bookends the film nicely with the bus and stuff, but yeah, it I still just, makes no sense. But it did freak us out when I was younger just because it was a, a really nice effect. Like, you can't really tell that, like, just leaning, you know, like there's some. Yeah, like, gap in front of it. Yeah, yeah, it looked yeah. really nice. And it didn't yeah. freak me out when I first saw it. You can tell, though, that it was fucking. I don't know whether it's editing problems or the switched scenes around during editing to fix pacing because the certain bits you notice that like like you know the bit where he wakes up and his lamps melted and his records melting on his bench and stuff yeah like that's the second half of that scene is used later when he finds the glove in his drawer oh yeah 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 you notice everything's melted again yeah so I don't know whether the they probably moved the first half back a bit to have another mm. nightmare to pace things out a bit I'll tell you one thing though I do love that moment where. Just after he sees the glove in his jaw, he goes to check on his sister, and she's in slow motion skipping. That's well creepy. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool, and it's really cool the scene when, like, uh, when he goes to her when she's asleep, mm. and like Freddie's voice is like, "Wake up, little girl," or something. Yeah, yeah. But then the camera like turns, and it's just him. Yeah. Again, I thought, like, oh, I wish they could have like maybe capitalized more on stuff like that. Yeah, like him doing shit without his knowledge, and then snapping yeah. out of it and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, that's I kind of wanted to see more of that. That's maybe just, like me one criticism, like though, in some in a weird sort of way, there was too much Freddie. <laughs> mm. In a sort of weird sort of way, uh, I guess at one time I probably would have said, "Oh, it's not enough, Freddie," but. Mm. I think, like, I enjoyed just seeing uh, Mark Patton, like, just being creepy and stuff. Yeah. Jason! As for final thoughts, uh, it's one of, if not my favourite of the sequels. I know that's an unpopular opinion, but... Oh, I mean, fucking hell, it's, it's way better than any of the Nightmare on Elm Street sequels, to be fair. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, probably. Personally. Yeah. You, you just, you know, you jump forward and Freddy's are like turn at the camera and go, kids today, folks. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, like <sighs> it's, it starts with Dream Warriors, doesn't it? The, <laughs> the, the, the one-liners. I do like Dream Warriors and I like most of Part 4, but I've always just thought Part 5 was, it just bores the fuck out of us, Part yeah. 5. And Freddy's well, Dead's good for a laugh, but... I will say though that it it, it cultivated a, a, like a great history of special effects though like all the Freddy movies. Oh, totally. And, like, each film has like something really like breathtaking. Right? Fucking, that's clever. Like how they did mm. that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've always loved how dark Part Two is. It's in in parts. It's darker than the original. Yeah, it's it's just such a, a strange way to like the, the corruption of a young boy sort of thing. I don't know. It's, it's got it's such a strange. They could have just done a sequel where they went, "Oh, Freddy's back and he's killing like a, a set. We're going to introduce six teens. Mm-hmm. They're all going to be a bit dickish, and he's going yeah. to kill them off one by one." Yeah, I was appreciated yeah. that they at least tried to do something a little bit different. It's yeah. even, even just the the cast like having a, a a male lead instead of a female lead, which is usually the norm and stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty much ignored in the continuity, like which I get, I understand why because of all the weird shit that goes on it, but you know, yeah. Yeah. I said every horror series has that one sequel that's the odd one out, and this is definitely the Elm Street odd one out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and the one probably that people like, that if you show them, they'd be like, oh, "I don't remember this at all." I always mm. think that about this film. Like, it's the one film that kind of people won't acknowledge or they'll forget quite quickly. Yeah, you know, everyone remembers like fucking Freddy, like having massive long arms and stuff, and yeah, all that sort of stuff, and. Uh, but yeah, this one tends to get overlooked. I think. Well, I think that's the thing. It doesn't really have a wacky moment. Like from three onwards, every like nightmare was some over the top wacky effect thing. Yeah. Whereas the first one didn't really have it either, but it does have the, you know the big arms and stuff, which everyone always remembers because it's a bit cheesy and stuff. Uh, yeah. This one's just like Freddy ripping out of a fucking teenager boy and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and apart from the dogs, there's no real goofy shit in it. No, not really. No, pretty serious shit. Well, the tongue's a bit goofy, but it's freaky at the same time. Yeah. The tongue falls out and shit, yeah. Yeah, it's all giant and stuff. It's always a bit of a tongue thing with Freddy. Yeah, he likes his tongue. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that about wraps it up. Now, yeah. Isn't that wrong with Elm Street 2? Dodgy, classic dodgy sequel, if you ask me. Yeah, it's really great, and it lo- looks great on uh, Blu-ray it, as well. It does, yeah. Yeah, it really does. Even if they have crammed two films on one disc, but whatever, it's still... <laughs> I know, I know. I, I forgot about that. I got the box set and I was like, there's discs missing what's going on. Yeah. And then, like, when I put it on, I was like, God. <laughs> and, like, and then I proceeded to accidentally click on three somehow. And then, and then like, you've got to stop the DVD. Yeah. You can't just go back. Yeah. I was like, oh, I bastard, I hate DVDs like this. Just calm down, right? Relax. Yeah. It's going to be all right. Nobody's going to hurt you. Just tell us what you want, all right? Yeah, I- I'm here to help you. Help yourself, fucker! <laughs> So next week uh, we're going to do a part three and we're going to do uh, Leatherface Chainsaw Massacre Chainsaw Massacre mm. another dark sequel especially compared to the second one which is 
pretty much a light comedy compared to the third one. <laughs> and one day, I promise, we'll get around to doing four, because I can't wait to see what you think of four. Yeah, because that's, so that's the one that's, like, totally shit, basically. It's a pile of wank, but it's amusing. I don't even know if it's an amusing pile of wank, but it's, it, you need to say it, because it's just got to say. Yeah. So it's, it's a classic example of before there were famous movies, like Renee Zellweger and Matthew McConaughey are the leads and shit. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty mad that way. And it just makes no sense. I mean, the Chainsaw Massacre series has shit continuity, but yeah, I don't even know what the fuck Four is supposed to be. Is it a remake, a reboot, a fucking sequel? It can't be a sequel. Weird fucking movie. Just making their own movie, but off the, the coattails of a famous yeah. brand, basically. It's one of them, isn't it? It was promoted as the real sequel because Kim Henkel, the writer, directed it and wrote it, but it's... Mm. fucking nothing to do with it I just want to accept for the fact it's in Texas and Leatherface is in it <laughs> that's the only thing it's the same with the third one really the third one's not a sequel it's just a standalone movie pretty much yeah uh, so yeah we'll do that uh, next week it'll be fun so until then keep it tasty keep it real keep it nightmarish and keep it gay <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> bye 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 Hi, I'm Stacey with Aness, the Director of Operations over here at Wafu HQ. If you'd like to support the show, a review and rating on iTunes would be much appreciated. Just search for Wafu FM. Or, if you're not an iTunes user, a review over at Stitcher.com would also be flipping marvellous. Once again, just search for Wafu FM. If you'd like to get in contact with the show, the email address is wafupodcast at gmail.com. Or alternatively, if you'd prefer to leave a voicemail, head on over to www.speakpipe.com slash wafufm. Thanks for listening. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.